0: And Eileen Gray was a member of the church twenty years ago, and claimed that her husband was from falling into some of the goofy stuff that's happening there, or in the same way where Mike Todd or Stephen Frederick or whoever says some wild stuff. One of MacArthur's own elders was dig going through this file. And this is nuts. That this is the, the this this is seemingly allegedly the position of the church.
1: Bruce Lawn.
0: We got to get into some bad news. This is some sad news. I don't like talking about this stuff, but it is what it is. I got I'm going to try to summarize this as well as I can, but there's also a whole lot here that's going to be that's going it's going to be, you know, some trigger warnings coming up, okay? So just buckle up. And whenever I talk about this stuff, people can, you know, I get I get I get flack, and that's okay. I am willing to get flack for stuff like this. I'm so down for the smoke with topics like this, all right? Okay, let me catch you guys up real quick. About a year ago, a story came out about Grace Community Church in Southern California. This is John MacArthur's church. John MacArthur is one of the biggest pastors in the world. He's famous for his John MacArthur Study Bible. He is very well respected in the Calvinistic uh, Reformed community and kind of the guy that's the buy the book the good doctrine and theology guy. And the story that came out is of a lady named Eileen Gray. And Eileen Gray was a member of the church 20 years ago and claimed that her husband was putting fisticuffs on her. I got to speak in code because you guys know how YouTube is. Okay? And she said, she came to the church, and she said, hey, this is what's happening. And they took her through biblical counseling. That's very important to note that biblical counseling is not the same as therapy. They took her through biblical counseling, and they told her that her husband was repentant and that she needed to go back to her husband that was putting fisticuffs on her. Well, she did not want to and decided that she would start the process of separation and then an eventual divorce. Okay. So that was the process that she walked through. Okay. Now, what led up to this was that she was then publicly disfellowshipped by John MacArthur himself because the elders felt she was unrepentant for not wanting to reconcile with her husband as they instructed her to do. So they publicly disfellowship her, and MacArthur says it at multiple services, this is live, and she ended up follow- following through with the separation and a divorce and a yada, yada, yada. Well, what came to find out is that the situation was much worse than she and or the elders thought, that it wasn't just fisticuffs against her, it was... S.A. against her children. Okay. S.A. against her children. It gets worse. Ends up getting arrested for S.A. of kids. And then ends up getting convicted.
1: This is a sickness
0: of the highest order. She moves and goes to another church. The church never disfellowships or excommunicates him. The church never apologizes to her. And seemingly continues to support this dude's ministry, prison ministry, in jail, with some documentation showing that even John MacArthur wrote an endorsement for his prison ministry. Okay, all this is covered by Julie Royce. Now, of course, Julie Royce, she's a polarizing figure, and she had all the Bible thumping John MacArthur fanboys come after her, and she wrote so many quote-unquote hit pieces. But here, Everything checked out. Everything checked out to the point where, when I covered it, Eileen Gray personally reached out to me and thanked me for doing the video and helping get her story out. Okay, so this is all about a year ago. All about a year ago. Well, what happened recently? This is the cherry on top of this thing. Okay, now before I tell you guys what what happened recently, um, some of you guys may be saying, well, "Ruston, why are we why are we talking about this? Why is there why is there how is this?" Relevant. Well, it's relevant because MacArthur is one of the biggest pastors in the country. It is what it is. And he's not just one of the biggest pastors in the country. He's one of the most influential pastors in the country. When it comes to things like Calvinism and and, and, um, Lordship Salvation, all those different things, highly influential, highly, highly influential. And in the same way, when Phil Johnson from Bethel says some wild stuff, we address that to protect people from falling into some of the goofy stuff that's happening there, or in the same way where Mike Todd or Stephen Furtick or whoever says some wild stuff and does some wild stuff, we address it to protect people, is in the same way where MacArthur seemingly didn't just do some wild stuff, but this is the official position of their church, where if a woman is in a situation where there's fisticuffs from the man to the woman, she is instructed to reconcile and go back to her husband. And uh, I'll give you guys my thoughts on that at the end. Please remind me if I don't. But this is when Bill Johnson okay, does something wild and Bethel does something wild. We talk about it. We address it. Why? To keep people away from there. Why? Because bad theology hurts people. Okay, And it's not just from the charismatics. It's not just from the charismatics. And that's what the folks on the reform side would have you think. It's just the loony charismatics. Yeah, the charismatics do some wild stuff, and we call that out too. But oftentimes... It's from the reform guys. It's from the guys with the right theology that will tell women that if your husband is, is putting hands on you, and I don't mean holy hands, I don't mean praying for you. I mean that he is you fill in the blank to go back if he's if he's quote unquote repented. Okay. Even though the woman doesn't feel comfortable with that. Shout out to that smart Christian fam channel. I appreciate the $5 uh super chat, man. Thank you, brother. So it gets worse. Christianity Today did a whole series on this. Grace Community Church rejected elders' call to do justice in this case. What are we talking about? Well, it appears one of MacArthur's own elders was dig- going through this file and going back in time to look this up and actually tried to implore to MacArthur, you need to apologize from this la- to this lady. By the way, that's all Eileen Gray's ever wanted. That's all she's ever wanted. It's just a private apology. She's, she's tried to call. she tried to talk to him. He refuses to talk to her. That's all she ever wanted is a private apology. Hey, you want to see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. And so one of the own elders did uh, 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 pr- approached him. His name is Han, Han Chu, I think concluded that Grace Community Church had made a mistake. Well, you don't say. The elders had publicly disciplined a woman for refusing to take back her husband. As it turned out, the woman's fears proved true, and her husband went to prison for essay of children. Cho, I think I see his name, Cho, uh, was asked to study the case. He tried to convince the church's leadership to reconsider and at least privately make it right. He said Pastor MacArthur told him to forget. Get it. That's a direct quote from him, who, by the way, has posted up on social media to confirm this. When Cho continued to call the elders to do justice on the woman's behalf, he said he was asked to walk back his conclusions or resign. It's been 10 months since Cho left Grace Community Church, and he has not been able to forget the woman, Eileen Gray, whose experience was described in uh, detail last March in Julie Roy's news outlet. Though Cho stepped down quietly. He continued to hear from the other women from his former church. So there's other women now. Okay, So now there's other women. They, also, they had also doubted, dismissed, and implicitly or explicitly threatened with discipline while seeking refuge from their abusive marriages. Even at his new congregation, Cho began to tweet, excuse me, to meet visitors with connections to Grace Case, which he saw as a sign of God's providence. No, he couldn't forget it. He couldn't forget it. So now, It appears that there's other folks who were instructed to go back into relationships where there was husbands putting their hands on their wives and they were instructed to go back to these relationships and connected with this elder. The more he learned, the more he talked with people, the more justice weighed on his conscience, and the more concerned he grew about the church's biblical counseling around this topic. As Cho wrote in a 20-page memo to top leaders at Grace Community Church last March, I genuinely believe it would be wrong to do nothing. At the end of the day, I know what I know. I cannot unknow it, and I am, in fact, accountable before God for this knowledge, and if you labored mightily to read this this far, you are now accountable before God for it as well. Grace Community Church is led by MacArthur, one of the— America's longest standing and most influential pastors, the Sun Valley, California megachurch is best known for MacArthur's preaching and prides itself on its fidelity to the Bible over the whims of the world. GCC's reach extends far beyond the crowds that fill 3,500 seat auditoriums for multiple service each Sunday. At the conference last March, Cho taught, conscious and convictions, he spent the rest of the year living out the lesson over the summer and fall, Cho held out a faint hope that the 37-member elder board would consider Grace's case, praying that God would soften leaders' hearts and change their minds. He wanted to see them correct the mistake of their past and do better in the future. Instead, he discovered they appeared to be repeating themselves. Months after raising his concerns about a 20-year-old case, Cho discovered another grievance GCC counseling case. In the fall of 2020, excuse me, the fall of 2022, a woman reported that church leaders had advised her to move back in with her husband, and not get a restraining order, despite his documented grooming behaviors, infidelity. We always talk about grooming. We always talk about this and how the world is grooming. But when there's folks in the church saying this about someone that is a husband, all of a sudden you they're encouraged to move back in with him. This is nuts. That this is the, the this this is seemingly allegedly the position of the church, despite his documented grooming behaviors, infidelity, and angry outbursts. Though the case settled in January after the woman sought. Court ordered protection last year. Two pastors had filed declarations on her husband's behalf. Yuck, yuck. And and by the way, it seems like when you when when, when this stuff is talked about, they tend to be very skeptical of of the authorities because they just I, I, you know they continued supporting this guy Gray while after his conviction, after his conviction. So apparently, they didn't trust the authorities enough to get it right. This is when I sadly came to believe beyond any personal doubt that the GCC congregants we still love could effectively be playing Russian roulette if they ever needed counseling at GCC, especially anything involving the care of women or children. Why does this matter? Why does this matter? Why are we talking about this? Because many folks look to this man as some sort of Calvinistic pope. And second of all, because this has a direct ramification on the most vulnerable, which are women and children. This is not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. This is human decency. This is, this is common sense. When women and children are involved, you have to protect the most vulnerable. You absolutely have to protect the most vulnerable. I knew I could not pass by silently on the other side of the road. This is their own elders talking about, by the way, that I needed to help this woman and to call out a warning or else the blood of the people would be on my head. For this story, C.T. spoke with eight women who recounted how they and others at Grace Community Church had been counseled to avoid reporting their husbands <laughs> and fathers to authority to accept their apologies and to continue to submit to them. The victims were regularly quoted scripture about forgiveness, trust, love, submission, and were told to reconcile and return home, in, in ca- in home even in cases where they feared for their safety and their children's safety. No one from GCC responded to requests by C.T. to discuss church counseling. Of course not. Of course not. They're not trying to have these conversations. So now there's not just it's not just one person saying this. There's now eight additional women that are saying they were sent into harm's way. If that ain't God showing you, you might want to rethink this 20 years ago that the very lady you excommunicated was right all along to the point where her husband was convicted and is still in jail till this day. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, we, I mean, aren't we believers in God's providence? I don't get it. Yeah, who disciplines John MacArthur's church? Exactly, nobody. We talk about elder boards. We talk about all accountability. Who's his own elder was forced to step down because of this? No one's disciplining him. This may this, this is a hot take, and I said this a year ago, and I'll stand by it today. And 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 I'll point you guys to Pastor Mike Winger on on the official position on this.
1: My thirteenth principle. And I'm going to tell you the principle first this time, and then I'll give you biblical reasons for it. Radical danger or harm justifies separation and divorce. Have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath, the priests of the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless, right? Because they're laboring in the temple on the Sabbath. This is interesting, isn't it? Wait, they profane, but they're guiltless. And then he goes on to explain the principle they didn't understand. He says I tell you something greater than the temple is here And if you had known what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice You would not have condemned the guiltless for the son of man is lord of the sabbath When a woman or 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 husband it does it's not as often common But it does happen when a woman leaves or flees or a guy because of abuse Of themselves or of the children and they have to get out of dodge to tell them that they are required to stay faithful to that marriage and to not divorce and to stick with that person, I think it condemns the guiltless. And I think that it's violating the God desires mercy and not sacrifice principle. But foundationally,
0: I absolutely think that if a woman is being treated in this way, physically, that that is absolutely grounds to file a restraining order to get away from the situation, to, to, to uh, separate, to divorce. I absolutely believe that's grounds for that. I absolutely believe that that is grounds for that. That is that is that is not unreasonable. That is not an unreasonable conclusion to come to. Okay. So, and again, if you if you don't like that, you you go take that up with Pastor Mike. If you if you don't if you have an issue with that position, as someone that came up, and my mo- my mother was in a domestic situation, and my mother is far from perfect, but as someone that has seen a woman a smaller more frail woman assaulted if someone that, there's there's no way to contort scripture and to justify this if you're in a situation like this it is grounds to absolutely put boundaries in place this is a very very uh, sad situation but this is also indicative of what what happens when power goes unchecked and again, MacArthur has a long list of being the good theology guy, of being the guy that has all the right things. He believes all the right things. He says all the right things. He takes all the hard stances, which is fine. It's just that right theology should play out in, in right treatment of people. I'll say it again. If you are the good theology guy, that should be evidence with how you're treating people, especially vulnerable people. If you're the good theology, if I tell you guys I have good theology but my marriage is falling apart, there's something wrong with my theology, or I have that much cognitive dissonance that, that, that I can have theology that doesn't actually practically impact. I can have good theology that doesn't actually impact. So there's, there's some sort of breakdown here. Maybe it's theological. Who knows? Maybe it's a very wooden, rigid view of Scripture. I don't know. But to continue acting like there's not a ton of stuff wrong with this situation, I think is is really sad. Hey, this clip is from our daily after party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month. Will you get access to the replays of our daily after party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast? discord access that's private and a discount code for our merch store only five dollars a month and ultimately it's the best way to help us conceptualize the gospel of jesus using media podcasting and of course youtube the link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment the perks are amazing you should get on there it's only five dollars a month i'll see you over there all right peace